This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side, looking just so good. Mmm, mmm, grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm, ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I'm Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski as always. And Jay, we've got a good lineup here of topics and also questions because I know I've been ragging on my people for their lack of questions <laughs> or good questions for Ask a Fat. They stepped it up this week, so I'm excited. My people are sending in too many, and I wonder if I just know too many fat people or fat people at heart. That could be the issue. It could be. That sounds like not a bad thing, Of course, though. you can't know too many fat people. Right. That just means you have good company all the time. Also, lots of space. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. You would think so. So we're going to get into the a tweet that was sent to us by my buddy Dave of what food mascots could you beat up? Yeah. We're going to get to that. Also, I saw this pop up again every once in a while on Twitter You'll see the article that's like the three words that will turn guys on. Yes. So we're going to come up with some of those that are obviously related to the podcast. With our three words yes. that turn us on food-wise. Yes. Yep. Food, or even just doesn't have to be food. It could just be somewhere in fat culture. Okay. But we have to start today by congratulating. It's an annual contest that we pay close attention to. The fattest bear going into hibernation has been awarded. So congratulations to 435 Holly. Uh, she worked hard in yes. the, uh, I, I guess you wouldn't call it an off-season because she's about to go hibernate. So in preparation for the off-season, she really bulked up just full of sockeye salmon. That's what it says. She is stuffed with sockeye salmon. And I saw the before and after photos of Holly. And uh, she put on uh, almost like doubled in size, it looks like. Same. Very, very impressive. Uh, she's got the... Fat rolls happening on the arms and the legs. Mm -hmm. I guess they're all legs because it's a bear. Yeah, that's true. But the upper and back legs and just a big girthy belly that she can barely drag, barely walk without dragging on the ground. So she's going to have a nice cozy winter and we wish her well. Good luck, Holly. You realize that's why humans figured out how to get on two feet. So that your stomach wouldn't drag on the ground. Is that is, is that how it works? Yeah. Well, I'm that's pretty sure that's thing. how yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how evolution works. That's just thinking ahead. I think people, I think, you know, the, the, I don't know how, you know, evolution, how you would define that, but the, your brain subconsciously knew that like in the 1900s, late in the 1900s, we're all going to get really fat. Yes. And we need to be prepared for that. And lo and behold, we're walking upright. So our guts do not drag on the ground. Yeah. Now, if only some places that have seats, uh, especially stadium seating could uh, figure these things out about people getting larger with time. Yeah, Wrigley is problematic. Yeah, uh, The Music Box Theater on Southport is a problem for me, especially uh, when you get the one seat randomly at the Music Box that has the heater underneath it. Oh, It's God. like a literal old school, like, there's just fire under this. Yeah, that's <laughs> and awesome. that's how it gets hot. By the, by, yeah, by the end of the show, you actually fit in it? Yeah, yes, exactly, because I've lost enough weight. Yeah. And the other place that I take issue with, and they should know better, Taco Bell. Really? They've got those permanent kind of those elevated seats, the mm-hmm. chairs that like swing out and in. Yeah. There's not enough room between seat back and table. 
That's true. Yeah. That's a great point. It's an uh, issue. Also, Chicago Wolves games are uh, can be a bit rough. Really? Yeah. yeah. Went there on opening night last year, and I was like, oh, it's one of those where you, where you, you let your weight go, and you sit, and then you're hovering for a second, and then gravity takes over, and you hit the bottom <laughs> of the seat. Oh, man. Yeah, it's not a great Those feeling. corner seats can be problems, too. If you're at any sort of turn at a sporting event, you could be in trouble. That's yeah, for sure. That's... Yeah, those are not great situations, but we want your stories of such things as well, because remember, this isn't just a food podcast. I mean, being fat means thinking about food a lot, so naturally it's a big part of the podcast, but that's part of fat culture. That's part of your life as a fat, so we want to know that. Follow us on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod and tweet us with the hashtag I'm a fat. Subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Tell one person about it. For every time you listen, if you tell one person about this podcast, Hopefully, we'll be able to, uh, you know, just like with ourselves, we able be able to make this podcast bigger. Yeah, that's the idea. And, that, you know, it's funny. You wouldn't think that would make a big difference. But you tell one person, they subscribe, and they really like it, and it goes on and on and on. And that's how, you know, like ratings, subscriptions, reviews, those are the things that help out not just this podcast, but any podcast. Any podcaster needs that help. So help yes. them out. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. To- let's get to it. All right, this is this is big. Now yeah. this was this made the rounds on the old Twitter sphere. Was sent to the podcast by my buddy Dave, and it's all your food mascots, or at least a good number of them, on a spectrum of I could definitely kick their ass to they would absolutely kick my ass. Right. Um, I do take issue with some of these, and we'll get to them. Um, but I'm trying to see if there's anyone who's like really been excluded, and I don't see anybody missing. That's that. I mean, unless important. Do you think Wendy? Well, then you get in the whole thing like, can I hit a woman? And the answer is always no. So I'm going to leave that out. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should get have a uh, a female version of this or something. But yeah. I'm going to opt to not attack Wendy. <laughs> okay. That's probably After good. all, she's done for me, after all. That's very true. <laughs> all right. Let's start. Let's start going from I could, from where it's listed on the I could definitely will go up to they would absolutely. Right. So furthest. In the I could definitely kick their ass region of the, well, more on part of the spectrum is the Quaker Oats Quaker. See, immediately take issue with this. This is a man from a different time in a different place. Yeah. Uh, he's been raising barns. He's been probably running a farm on his own. Despite his advanced age, he could probably take me down pretty easily. I would think. I would think the Quaker Oats guy should be closer to the other end of the spectrum Interesting. just based on old man toughness, and that's going to come up later in the uh, on the list as well. Yeah, I'm with you, especially just looking at what's next. You're telling me the Quaker is easier to beat up than the Gerber baby? Well, I may be confusing Quakers with Amish people, Yeah, but I do think Quakers did the fair share of labor of their own, too. Yeah, I wonder if, now because I don't remember much of the Quaker way of life, if there was a, you know, being pacifist level to that. Oh, maybe. That could be it. That's Quakers. M- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. You are, but <laughs> yes. that's still awesome. But yeah, but you mentioned the Gerber baby. I like that the author of this chart thinks that the Gerber baby has a better chance of kicking his ass than the Quaker Oats guy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what's, yeah, that's amazing to me. Maybe it's just because the baby's so cute, but then the what's the baby going to do to you? Spit up on you. Gum you to death. <laughs> now we're getting to the other end of the spectrum, too. We're there. not going to go there. Next, I'm judging. I'm going with the Keebler elf. Yeah. No shot. Not a chance. We'd stop a mud hole in that guy. Right. Or a fudge hole. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it with him. You know, that is one of my, like, the underrated, I forget what they call it, but just the fudge with the two crackers. Oh, yell fudge. Yeah, you're, or the two cookies. Yeah, just, yeah. just the generic cookie is Fat great. hack, stale yell fudge are amazing. Really? Yeah. And hopefully, maybe we can leave a note for the guy. We have not talked about our new snack station. Oh, that's right. Upstairs. We'll get to that, too. Yes. We got to talk to snack station. Snack station. Guy, let's see if we can get some EL fudge up in there. That's a Yeah, that's like the one thing we're missing. It, it's a vast improvement. We, yeah, we got a lot yeah, to we'll talk about Yeah, we'll tell you all about, about it. Okay, next is the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's dope. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, me and the Pillsbury Doughboy fighting, and I step on him. Mm. And now, would like you go fl- straight to fighting or tickle first? I don't want to tickle him. Nah, Tickling is not. so condescending. 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's what that happens in the commercials, or that you just poke him. He and gets he... poked. That's yeah. very annoying. Mitch always comes in and pokes me and prods me, and it's yeah, it's like Mitch, I'm fat. I don't need you locating and the tugging fat. on the fat areas of my body. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not a poker. I'm more of a. I'll just stomp him out right away. All right. Next is the planner's peanut. I mean, he's got is a cane. He peanut. The question is: Is Mister Peanut peanut sized, or is he a human sized peanut? Ooh, that's a good question. Because that makes a difference. In the commercials, they show him as a human sized peanut man. Yeah. So that to me, I wouldn't say that's so easy. Yeah, he's got very thin arms, and he's got a monocle, mm-hmm. which is you know you don't want to hit a guy with a monocle usually. But that would imply that he's got some sort of money and maybe some sort of uh, uh, crew with him, a posse that can help mess you up if you mess with him. Maybe he's got a Secret Service sort of thing going on. So if it's a human-sized Mr. Peanut, eh, I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's such a sure thing. That's fair. Yeah, I I don't know. Someone that has that much money, maybe it's just like the I have a bit of the chip on the shoulder of – I'll knock your top hat off and get you pissed. So yeah. then you'll want to fight. Right. <laughs> Why am I blanking on what company it is for the glove? The hand? The hand. Is hamburger helper. Thank you. Uh, it's just a hand. I'm not I sure what, what damage you can do. In Super Smash Bros. for the uh, Nintendo systems, there is a level where you have to fight a glove. Um, but again, it has to be superhuman size, not right. just size. And again, hamburger helper, when they show him... On the counter, he's just like a normal hand size. So I don't, you know. That's a good point. You know, some people might find another use for for hamburger (laughs) helper. But I think in a fight, (laughs) I like my odds. That's fair on both (laughs) accounts. And at least it looks like he's wearing a glove already. Right. Yeah, it's sanitary. Let's just leave that there. (laughs) Anyway, next is (laughs) the peanut M&M, the yellow peanut M&M guy from the commercial. Yeah, he's very, uh, just personality-wise, yeah. Kind of dopey, kind of sleepy. Sure. You don't really want to kick his ass, but if it comes down to it, I mean. Yeah, you're let's probably kill. And I don't think he put up much of a fight. Oh, just beat me up. Yeah. You know, that would kind of be his, his Right. He, want, he seems like he wants to appease people. Right. Yeah, I think he'd be a pretty easy win. So we're now we're starting to approach. We've got one more before we start to approach the middle ground. Mm-hmm. So all these we've mentioned so far are still in the green of I could definitely kick their ass. Yes. Now we're going to start heading towards the middle. But the next one, a little bit of an issue with that, too. Yeah, the Lucky Charms Leprechaun. Does he have a real name? Uh, Lucky. They Makes spent sense. a lot of time thinking about that. Yeah. You know, not the stereotype. Uh-oh. But as an Irishman, same, I, I can say <laughs> that most Irishmen know how to fight. This is true. And uh, I think that Lucky, being a leprechaun, also has, you know, dark magic on his side. Ooh. So he might he might have a better chance than you think. I think you're underrating. I think you're underestimating him based on his size alone. I think that, the, that Lucky could put up quite a fight. That's fair. Yeah. All right, next. See, I should have written down all the names of these guys because I always forget them. Dig them. Dig them? Dig them is the Honey Smacks Frog. Yes. I just think he's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't even want to fight him. Right. I think that's why he's like in the middle of the spectrum here. But if, like, I, if I had to, though, I could probably kill a frog if I had I'd have to catch he's it got first. A, yeah, he's got agility on you. Yeah. That's the thing. And we also, I'm trying to remember from commercials if he's, I think he's regular frog size. I think he's a little bigger than regular size. A little size. bigger? Okay. I imagine uh, Diggum the same size as, remember the old WWF pillow guys? There's like Hulk no. Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. It was a pillow shaped like a wrestler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousins had those. <laughs> yes. That's the size I imagine uh, Diggum to okay. be. Okay. I think about this so stuff a lot, a Rick. Little, that, that, that makes it a little different then. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a large frog. And sometimes big, squirmy animals are difficult to fight. You know, like, a, like it's hard to wrangle a cat. I think if, sure. if you had a frog that big with those strong legs, I mean, eventually you're going to get the better the better end of it. But I wouldn't be so certain right away. He'd get away. Yeah. Because the thing is. Yeah, I'm worried about the agility aspect and the tiring me out. Right. Because that won't take a lot. Because, look, am I going? it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to lose the fight against them. It just right. means they could get away. Mm-hmm. And I think that the frog has a, has a, Diggum frog has a good chance of getting away. Yeah, that's very fair. Oh, by the way, thinking of getting tired, if you haven't, if you're not following the podcast at I'm Fat Pod, then you don't know that the video yeah. For the point three k is out, so you can see us uh, struggle through that, getting a donut, 
not getting a donut the rest of the way. Me asking if you had sliders in your pocket. Yes. <laughs> and although I was happy to see you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Me, so good, good for my self esteem. So it's it's like a minute forty. So. Go to the podcast account at I'm Fat Pod. If you're friends with either of us on Facebook, I believe we both posted it there as we did. well. Yes. So, yes, make sure and go see that because we had fun doing that. All right. Now, like firmly in the middle of the spectrum under Fair Fight, we have the KFC Colonel. Now, we're in an era of several different colonels. This is true. It's we've very got problematic. Reba McIntyre. We've got George Hamilton. We've got Rob Riggle. But I think if we're going Norm, with was the, it Norm the first Norm, Norm McDonald. One? I think if we're going with the original actual Sean Aston, the ex- yes, I love that. It's so funny. Yeah, the existing actual Colonel Sanders, the guy that it was named after, the guy who founded it. Mm-hmm. He was really old. Yeah, but if he's a colonel, that would dec- that would sort of indicate he has some sort of military experience. This is true. Or he, maybe they he just couldn't be a colonel of chicken. Maybe maybe it's like a doctorate in you know yeah music <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you can't really Pretty much do anything with it, but you have it. I don't know. I wonder. See, I that wonder if Colonel is just a designation in the South. Like, well, you're racist, so we'll call you Colonel. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm not sure how that works. But is I think it like, it is, uh, like a conspiracy brother and undercover brother, where he's like, I never trusted the Colonel. No white man can come <laughs> can come up with those herbs and spices and giblets. It's probably true. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the colonel, even when, I think when KFC was founded, he was a very frail old man. But I think if we dug into his history, I'll bet there's some, there's, I'll bet there's a history of violence there a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, like he had some, yeah, like he had anger issues and it was just making chicken that, that calmed him down. Right. Just butchering and murdering animals made him feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? All right. Next is one that I know you have some questions about, and this is Uncle Ben. Yeah, see, Uncle Ben to me strikes me as old man slash dad strength. Yes. Where no matter how old your dad is, I mean, within reason, the odds of you beating up your own father are tough mm-hmm. until much later in life. Like, I think I finally got to the point maybe five or six years ago. Yeah. After my dad's had, like, double-digit surgeries. Sure. Where I could probably take him out if I had to. Yeah. Right? But up that. until, like, he was in his, like, late 50s, I, I was certain that if it came to blows... My dad could kick my ass. And I think Uncle Ben has that ability about him. Yeah, Uncle Ben's not that old. He's your uncle. He's not your great uncle. Yo, and Uncle Ben has seen some stuff. Yeah. Like, he's been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would not, you know, and I think they have him on the would kick my ass side of the spectrum. Yes. But I think he needs to be further down than Agreed. he is. Yeah, he's not getting the proper amount of respect. Right. All right, next is Chef Boyardi. Now, he's another older guy. Yeah. But he strikes me as like kind of a fat and happy, like a bougie, mm-hmm. you know, just spends all his time in the kitchen, just eating pasta all day, getting doughy. That's a great I life. don't see a lot of toughness. When I look at the face of a Chef Boyardee, I don't see a lot of, uh, I don't see any intimidation there. So would you put him as easier to kick the ass of than like the Colonel? I would think so. Again, the colonel has a military. Oh, maybe I would just flip flop those two. Okay. The colonel has some sort of military something. You don't just get called colonel, as far as I know. And if there's a Southern history professor listening, I'm sure there's dozens. Uh, let us know. Why would he be called the colonel if he doesn't have military history? Yeah, it's a real question. All right. Next is the regular Eminem, the red Eminem from the commercials. Now, I don't know the justification why he's on the could kick my ass side of the thing. Ah. Uh, Napoleon complex? Maybe. He is short. Yeah, he's a little he is a little red assed. Got yeah, I got a little of the Danny DeVito thing about him. Yeah. Well literally, it's the shape of Danny DeVito is a big circle <laughs> with legs and arms. <laughs> so he is absolutely Danny DeVito. Um yeah, I mean Doesn't have won't have the element of surprise like he did with Santa. I think the anger issues are at the heart of this. Okay. Because he is angry in all those commercials. Even mm-hmm. though he has kind of a dainty voice, you could tell the anger is there, and I think the redness plays a role in that. That's fair. All right. Next is Captain Crunch. Again, military guy, captain, mm-hmm. probably probably did some pillaging and plundering in his day. So I think he's right where he needs to be. He's probably about you know, 40, 40% towards the they would absolutely kick my ass spectrum. Now... The thing with Captain Crunch is his attire make to me, and maybe I'm just completely off base on this, makes him look like he'd be more at sea. Well, yes, he's a captain. 
So you could be a captain without being at sea. No, he's definitely a seafaring captain. He's got the long white beard. He's got the. So if what what if this fight's taking a, is happening on land? Well, I mean, he wouldn't be in the water. He'd have an advantage. He'd have a an yeah, advantage but, you know, if, in the if, water. If a, if a yeah, if a boat is rocking back and forth and yeah, that kind pro- of thing, he'd have some balance, some sure. balanced advantages there. But I still think a military trained captain has got a pretty good shot at kicking my ass. All right, next. This one I don't, I kind of get, but not really, is Ronald McDonald. Well, he's murdered thousands of people. <laughs> so I think when you think of it that way, um, that definitely he's got that killer instinct in him. <laughs> and he has the thirst to kill again. So on paper, he yeah. might not look like much of a threat. I'm I'm with you, Matt. Clowns are just <laughs> the worst. Dude, I, I don't know if I ever told you this story. Maybe the second or third year of the Bears being in Bourbon A, Ronald McDonald was there just, you know, promotionally, whatever, handing out, I forget, cookies or something. Yeah. But he had the thickest Chicago accent you've ever heard. (laughs) He's like, hey, it's Ronald McDonald. How you guys doing? (laughs) And and I tried to stifle laughter. And and he's like, hey, I got some cookies over here. You know, we got a stand set up over there. You know, go check it out. Know what I mean? Like. (laughs) What the hell's going on? <laughs> He's giving you French fries with Jardinera. Yeah. Now you put it on my big clown shoes. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, he was the Mike North of Ronald McDonald's. It was amazing. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> I'm sure people have seen this Chicago Ronald McDonald before. Yeah. Tell me I'm not crazy. Hit us up on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod, or you can get me at Jay oh, Zawaski six seventy or Rick Cap six seventy. Yep. But yeah, I want to get in touch. That'd be a good I'm Fat Podcast guest would be the Chicago Ronald McDonald <laughs> if he promises not to murder us yeah, or touch us. Yeah, that's the thing, because even if he was one of the very rare clowns that didn't want to murder you, at least immediately, who would want to go close to him? Yeah. yeah. No thanks. Nah. All right, next is the Burger King. I mean, he's creepy. He doesn't have a lot of mobility. The face not moving thing is pretty It is pretty scary, weird. but I feel like once you hit him once... And that head topples back, he's going to fall, and then he's helpless. Yeah, but didn't he have to overtake somebody to get to be king? Or did he get that by Nah, just someone died. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so not much respect for the Burger King. not really. So, okay, so I think because it's more in the middle, should he be further towards the wood or you could kick ass of, like, from the, on the, which side of the colonel? I would flip him in the colonel. Interesting, okay. Yeah, that's what I would do. All right, next is the Kool-Aid man. Brute strength. Yeah. I, he hits you once and you crumble. Your bones are shattered. He can break through a brick wall. I think he should be in even second if, place on this list. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he doesn't even slow down when he breaks through a wall. No, the wall's barely there. That's a bit of a red flag. Right. Yeah, he, you're de- you're screwed if Kool-Aid man is coming at you. Because he's got some speed, too, for his body size. Yeah. And we know he's big. Mm-hmm. And, and worse than like- worse, he can just grab you and drown you in his in his pitcher. Yeah. And he's likable, so not everybody will be on your side. Yeah. And if you have a food dye allergy, you're screwed. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. You're yeah, you're dead. Yeah, you're done for. R.I.P. in peace. Okay. The Trick's Rabbit. Okay, that's a speed thing. Yeah. You can't. Pure speed. If you catch it, you just snap his neck, and it's over. But <laughs> catching him is a problem. Hmm, I don't know if I go straight for the for the snapping of the neck or if I try and draw it out a little bit by sitting on him. Okay. Well, that would do it. Yeah. Yeah, just sit right on his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, let, yeah, him, he, let he, him just slowly, yeah. He's too high on this list, too, I think. I agree. Yeah, there's no way. So if we're doing it this way, would Trix Rabbit beat up Kool-Aid Man? No. No. That's ridiculous. Would he beat up? Well, would Ronald McDonald be able to get to him to murder him? finds a way <laughs> he always finds a way always finds a way so is ronald mcdonald number one on this for you nope okay. he's number three okay just because of his experience in killing okay what's the next guy's name because i i don't know this guy i think it's a bear it's a cereal bear yeah but it's a bear isn't so, it um is it post no uh we probably should have looked this it's a up. cartoon bear with a blue shirt on yeah who i've lo- seen him looks before like he's cool it's a cereal i've never bought Yes. Um, it's a bear, so I think he's appropriately appropriately ranked. I'm doing a quick Google search here. Cartoon Serial Bear dot com. 
It's actually not go sugar super su- sugar super crisp. sugar crisp. Oh, it's the golden crisp. Yeah, sugar oh. crisp. Yeah, golden crisp bear. Okay. Yeah, he's a bear. He's a yeah. He's a bear, but he looks like he's too cool for school, so he might not even want to bother with you. Yeah, he might be a sleepy bear. Yeah, maybe a little high. Yeah, I was just gonna say probably a little high. Speaking of, still a bear. Yes. Speaking of a little high. Yes. Chester cheetah. It's a wild animal. That's high as hell. That's the fastest animal in the world. You don't have a chance against Chester Cheetah. Okay, so a high cheetah running. Does that go down to like antelope speed or like? <laughs> I think it's still pretty fast. Or, or lion speed. I mean, we've seen some high football play. Like Marshawn Lynch is still pretty fast. That, yeah, more of a power guy. I don't know what the weed slowed him down though. I think the weed would slow him down a little bit. All if right. nothing else, then the then the want to wouldn't be there. I'm still much. gonna say. A stone to cheetah I still couldn't catch. I would go for that, too. I think yeah. that's pretty fair. All right, next is Tony the Tiger. Easy. Not only is he a tiger, a jungle cat, a literal jungle cat. Yeah. He's jacked. He is. He's all upper body. You know, he's always got the, he's always showing off the pipes, the mm-hmm. folded arms. Yep. Yeah, and he's tall. In commercials, he's like, what, 6'5", maybe even 7' yeah, tall? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, he would... Yeah, we wouldn't stand a chance on that one. All right, now this is where I wanted to move. I want to put the Kool-Aid guy in front of the Tony the Tiger, but I do think now looking back on it, I think Tony the Tiger could take out Kool-Aid Man. Okay. Yeah. All right, so the number one is I don't think there's any argument no. here. Even though it's something that we he represents something that we are not fans of? Correct. It's the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, you're screwed. Not so jolly. He's a, he's a literal giant. Yes. And he's full of nutrition. Which is scary. Yeah, he's just eating nothing but vegetables all day long, just walking through the forest, tearing up trees. No shot against a Jolly Green Giant. No, I'll just I'll just take that L on the front end and call yeah. it a day. Your only chance is he doesn't see you. Right. And just bypasses you on his way to slaughtering others. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's much of a shot against the Jolly Green Giant. All right, any, we, no. we mentioned anyone that has been left off of this list. I'm trying to think of, like, food mascots and... and I think we got everybody. Yeah, I think this is a pretty thorough list. Yeah, they did a good job on here. Yeah. All right. So, oh, we actually spent a lot of time on that. All right. Quickly, here's something that I just saw pop into my timeline again. The It's like the woman, it's the picture of the woman whispering something into a guy's ear, and it's the article of, like, the three words you can tell any man, and he'll be hard if we want to go there. <laughs> well, you went there. Well, well. Well. Yeah, yeah, or he'll be turned on. Yeah. Something like that. And we came up with our own food slash fat culture versions. Yeah, mine are not very creative. Uh, one is, you want wings? That's good. The I, ne- yeah, next I, one is, you want cake? <laughs> is it just you want and then your favorite foods? Right. That's basically the theme of mine. Okay. Yeah. I thought of uh, French silk pie. Question mark, yes. Uh, lemon raspberry cheesecake. Oh, and it's healthy because it's lemons and raspberries. So, uh, uh, last weekend or the one before, I forget, uh, Colleen and I went to Miller's, and I think it's technically Downers Grove, but Miller's Ale House, great yep, place. Really good place. Uh, so we actually, with it fully in mind, Colleen had the idea to go out for dessert. So we just shared a large appetizer. Like it was a big like chicken nacho plate. So then we went to, we made the trek even further out to Oak Brook to go get a slice of cheesecake to bring back home to then watch TV. And I got the lemon raspberry cheesecake, and it's phenomenal from Cheesecake Factory. That's a power move for you. I like that very much. Yeah. So then I thought of uh, elastic waist pants. Oh, definitely. Like refill? <laughs> like you have to ask. Right. Can I bring you another? Yes. Also, there's no line. Oh, yeah. These are good. Yeah. These are good. Yeah. So those are ones that I hear that. And um, I mean, we're, Ooh, I'm stuck on that. Yeah. That's in my head now. Yeah. I mean, that's at least half masked at that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got to get that in the snack machine. We got to get EL fudge. Oh, yeah. The snack thing. We yeah. We got to talk about that. Yeah. So last week, was it? I think so. They announced that there's, hey, there's a new snack area up on 10. As, as a lot of people know, they just rebuilt our studios here. And we got in, they're like, download the app for Company Kitchen. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, this seems like just was another vending machine where I just right. go up there and it's a different company. And this time they're stealing our information. Yeah. This is a literal 
unmanned convenience store. Yeah. There's coolers full of drinks. There's coffee. There's soda. There's Gatorade, whatever. Yes. There's a cooler with sandwiches and wraps and, and yogurt and everything. Then there's probably, what, 20 varieties of chips. There's... Assorted cookies. Yeah, Pop-Tarts cookies. You know what I saw up there? Milano's. Yeah, I saw that too. Milano's are up there. So, And they had Advil up there, some mm-hmm. chapstick, nail clippers. It's good stuff. It's really great. So then all you do is you just scan what you get. There are cameras everywhere, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, you can't steal anything. Um, yeah, because so, it's just open. It's like yeah. open shelves. You just take what you want, and then you scan it, and you use your uh, card to pay. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Really, really enjoy that. couple items that I like are the little... Shortbread cookies that have the raspberry in the middle of them. Delicious. Love that. And healthy. Always a big fan. Well, yeah, it's raspberry. Uh, the sugar wafers. Every once in a while, those sugar wafers Necco are good. wafers, you mean? No. Sugar wafers. What do you mean by the that? The ones that have the real real thin layer of like a, like a sh- not even quite a sugar cookie. I don't know how to explain it. Like real thin wafer. And then it has like a little bit of like vanilla flavored cream in the middle of it. Ah. I don't know You've never, never had? had? I, maybe I have. I, I must not be imagining the right thing. Yeah, I'm also pretty crappy at describing Only it, one so. way to find out is go up there and buy them. Exactly. So those are up there. Yeah, there's a lot of variety. Even just like something as simple as like saltine crackers with cheddar in the middle. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I've been going with the, uh, our snack machine before never had Cool Ranch Doritos. This is true. They've got them up there, but they're sold out. And now with the Flamin' Hot Munchies, which is mm. pretzels, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Flaming Hot Sun Chips, and is there something else in there? I think that might be it. But it's just a combination of those three. That's delicious. And then um, I have, for breakfast, been getting the cinnamon uh, Pop-Tarts. Okay. Those are really good. But the best Pop-Tarts, and everybody knows this, are the s'mores ones. We need to get Correct. those up there, too. Yes, yes, we do. All right, let's get to these Ask a Fat yes. questions because we have a lot of them and they're good. Indeed. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. All right, I'm going to lead off with one from our guy Russ. Yes, sir. Who asked what our favorite piece is in a bag of Gardettos. Um, the brown, uh, I don't know, like disc. Yeah, almost like a chip. Yeah, it's like a thing. like a thick brown chip. I like the. It's more of like a tan, it's like a little cylinder yeah. that's got a little seasoning on it. Yes, those are good. Love that. They're all good. Yeah, Gardettos are amazing. Yes, they are. All right, I've got I got so many here. Um, from Matt, he says, when traveling, do you plan your day around stopping at specific restaurants, even if it's not on your way, such as traveling to Iowa? And needing to stop at the machine shed off of 80. I don't know that place. I don't either. It sounds good. Um, occasionally. Yeah. It depends. If there's a place that's a can't miss. Sure. Or if there's a Waffle House, we'll always stop for a Waffle House. Oh, good. So you can pretty much go anywhere. Uh, in anywhere any south. direction. Yeah. Yes. Anywhere south. Um, I will say, like, one of our destinations is when we go to door county the first place we go is always shipwrecked mm-hmm. and they just had a huge fire a couple years ago i don't know if they're rebuilt or not yet i haven't been up there in a while but sometimes i wouldn't say we plan too much like when we went to nashville we stopped in louisville and just kind of pulled up yelp and found a place but i'm not opposed to it by the way there is a place in louisville i want to try called pizza lupo but they were closed when we drove through so huh it's a owned by a band i like murder by death and okay. it looks like a brick oven pizza place it looks amazing but they just were not open as we went through town, unfortunately. Okay, this one's from PF. I don't know. Some of these were from Twitter, so I'm just going sure. with what I got. What's your favorite fast food sauces? Arby's sauce. Yep. No doubt. Yes. And an Arby's just opened by us. I've had it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I go with the hot ham and cheese. Okay. Every time. It's just my favorite thing. I've still never gotten anything other than like a beef. I know, but the hot ham and cheese is so good. Yeah. And I guess it's like an Arby's melt and you substitute ham for beef, but I just say hot ham and cheese and they know what to do. Um, and the Arby's sauce is tremendous. And Addie was Addie has never had Arby's before. Addie's my daughter, if you don't know. And I brought it home. She wanted Taco Bell and they're literally next door, so I brought her home nice. her quesadilla. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here, taste this. And she took a bite of the sandwich and just her eyes lit up. That's awesome. So can we trade? No, we can't. No. No. I tried to tell you Arby's was great and you didn't listen. Right. 
And outside of RV sauce, I'm trying to think of like which place I like their barbecue sauce the best. The famous Dave's Devil Spit comes okay. to mind. Well, that's not really fast food, though. I guess it's a chain, but you're probably right. It's not fast food. Is like, B-Dub's fast food? Uh, I'm thinking like has a drive-thru. Okay. Hmm. So at that point, you know what's actually underrated? Huh. I don't know about the quality of the actual food itself is up to for interpretation. The Burger King barbecue sauce is better than you'd think. It's smoky. My wife so. tells me the ranch is tremendous, too. Okay. I wouldn't know. I, I have recently started putting McDonald's buffalo sauce on Chicken McNuggets. Okay. And that's really good. Their buffalo sauce is good. It's kind of creamy. Yeah. Um, but that's right. But I think McDonald's barbecue yeah. sauce is really good. The other thing I, I've always Chick- done with Chick-fil-A's oh, barbecue yeah. sauce as well is really good. The other thing I've done, and this isn't really a sauce, but I've done this with McNuggets is honey. Okay. Just like pure honey. Yeah. With a Chicken McNugget. Interesting. Delicious. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. All right, I got one here from Mark. He says, build the ultimate blizzard to send off the Homewood DQ for the season. The Homewood DQ is seasonal. Okay. So what is your ultimate blizzard? I mean, there are two, like, the two that I always get, if I'm feeling like a basic bitch, I get Oreo. Yeah. Otherwise, when it's in season, the French silk pie blizzard is incredible with just, it's Chocolate ice cream, which I'm not the biggest on getting just chocolate ice cream. Me neither. Yeah, like it's normally I want my my blizzards based in vanilla, but chocolate ice cream with like the pie pieces, the little chocolate shavings, a little bit of whipped cream, that is living. That sounds good. I'm like you. I'm kind of basic. If I was going to just go all out with one, I would have an Oreo blizzard mm-hmm. with extra cookie dough. Yeah. And it, and then like whipped cream on top and a cherry. Yes. And and I'm good. I don't need too much. Um, One of Addie's friends got a cotton candy blizzard with hot fudge. Oh. No. I like cotton candy flavored stuff too. Yeah. But chocolate and cotton candy do not mix. That's why I was like, oh, oh. oh." Yeah. Like that's kind of how, yeah. (laughs) Like I appreciate the create the, the trying and the creativity. Of course, I appreciate trying. No one does like you. That's true. All right, this one's from Dave. Which cartoon food has looked the best that when you're watching the cartoon, you really want to try it? The uh, slab of ribs they put on Fred Flintstone's car. Nice. <laughs> that I makes was, it flip over. I was gonna say the steak. <laughs> From Tom and Jerry when the dog is always at the grill trying to make it and then Tom and Jerry are chasing each other and they end up screwing it up all the time. Yes. I don't know if they ever showed a Brontosaurus burger on Flintstones, but it sounds amazing. It does. I'll have that. I would definitely eat that. Um, Next one I have is how much of a single cake or pie is appropriate to eat? If I eat half a pie, is that good? That's from Kyle. Now, part of this is are you alone or are you in a public setting? Because if it's just you and you've got a pie there, then you can just dominate that thing. Like I, I like I would. Att- I think I accomplished that one time because at a certain point, it's so much sweet based on the type of pie that you get. Like I had when I was working at Baker Square, but also in college, I would work, get a pie, which you only got ten percent off, which which was BS for working there. <laughs> But I would still bring it back, and then I ate the whole thing in one sitting while watching college football, and I might have been drunk. Well, nothing like drunken pie eating. True. Okay, this is from our guy Jonathan Hood, who wants to know, what are our... Come into a show. For the love of God, we would love to have him on here. Yes. What are your top three pops? And does it matter, like, does that change if it's fountain versus bottle? Oh, that's that, a good question. That is a fat that knows how to ask a question. I'm going to answer the second part first. Okay. Um, Fountain Diet Coke is way better than Bottle Diet Coke. Okay. Way better. Still diet, though. I will say my favorite my favorite pop is Red Cream Soda. Barks makes it. Yes! And it's amazing. Let's go! It's so good. It is so good. I don't know anybody that agrees with me on that. You are 100% correct. You know who has it? Red cream soda is the stuff. Yes. Pompeii has it. Doesn't there, there's a Pompeii, Damn Pompeii on the way. Yes. On the way to, well, it's in Lombard on 20, it's on, uh, what was it, 22nd Street, I think, by Maybe. the Home Depot. Oh. There's a Pompeii there. I don't know if it's still open. I don't even know what that is. 
There's one on Taylor Street. It's like a cafeteria-style Italian place. So you walk in, and there's like what? pizzas and pastas. And this has been in Lombard, and I didn't know this? I don't know if it's Lombard. It might be Oakbrook, but it's like but still, within driving distance. Of, how did uh, I not know this? Yeah, you would like it. Pompeii is really good. Um, but you can get pasta, you can get, and they got desserts like cannolis and all that stuff. Okay. Pompeii is really good, but they definitely have the Barks Red Cream Soda. Wow. I'm a big cream soda fan. Me too. To me, second is Culver's Root Beer. Interesting. Culver's Root Beer is really good, and they do have it in diet. Okay. But I think the best, I mean, if you're going with the basics, McDonald's Diet Coke. It's perfect. Just give me Dr. Pepper. Barbecue water. Yes, pretty much. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's basically barbecue water. So, yeah, I'll take, doc, like, the red cream soda is number one, a Dr. Pepper is number two, and then if I'm kind of just going basic, I'll go for just a traditional Coke, number three. However, special shout-out for every once in a while, a Mountain Dew Code Red. Ugh. Just is every, I, it's only a couple times a year where, like, I might be in, like, a 7-Eleven, and I'm like, you know what? Yes, let's do that. But every once in a while, once in a great while, that sounds good. All right, this one from Tobias, who gets to us every week, and we appreciate it. What is the funniest or lowest food prank you've pulled, such as eating all the pepperoni but one off a pizza before anyone else can have some, or cutting a triangle slice of lasagna out in the middle? Um, I have eaten all the burnt corner pieces of a brownie pan before. Oh, what a dick. Yeah. Uh, My Aunt Rita, who, uh, respect for this, anytime you order a pizza... She indic- she finds the piece she wants and she puts her finger in her mouth and then puts her finger right in the piece she wants. Oh my god! Just to make sure no one gets that's the awesome. piece she's identified as her favorite. Yeah. So that's pretty good. But as f- aside from eating the the the, the crusty br- corner pieces on a brownie pan, I think that that's probably the worst food prank. I don't mess with people's food. Yeah. Because it drives me crazy when people do that to me. That's true. Uh, sometimes if I am actually, it's very rare that I get to like make the plates up for dinner. But if there's something I know Colleen doesn't like, I will make sure it butts up against the thing that she likes the most. <laughs> and I only do that for me. I never even pointed out to her as, ha, see what I did. But, you know, I just do that for myself every once in a great while. All right. This one is from Josh or from John D, who this is this is our guy. All right. He said, I wear a tighter tank top or shirt under an untucked T-shirt to keep my gut from rubbing against my belt buckle which I hate. Is this common or is this a fashion faux pas? No, I think it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's common, but the problem for me is when I do something like that, yeah, the issue is common. Yes. Yeah. The way oh, he yeah. attacks it is maybe a little off the beaten path. If I, I did this for, uh, Spiegel and Parkins when they were together. Yeah. I took my belt off to show them like the dips and dives in my belt. Yes. From where my gut hangs over. Um, the problem for me, though, is when I wear a constrictive shirt underneath is I'm doing the tug game more than ever. Yeah, that's true. Because the tug the tug game is is it's more of a subconscious thing. Right. Where you just feel like your, your shirt's too tight, so you start pulling at it. And so if I have a shirt underneath that's really tight, I pull on it. The problem I have is I have per- perpetual hard nipples. Same. So I wear, uh, sometimes I'll wear like a undershirt tank top. None of the, yeah. none of the yeah, actual terms you yeah, can use anymore. Right. Um. To sort of suppress those a little bit, but it doesn't always work. But then when I wear that, I'm doing the tugging a lot. So my thing, because this only really bothers me when I'm sitting, but when it does, it bothers me a lot. So what I'll do is, since I never layer, I hate wearing layers, I'll take my T-shirt and I'll grab the very bottom of it and then tuck it in under the belt buckle when I'm sitting so that way... It probably looks a little odd if you're really looking at my gut, but why are that many people looking at my gut? <laughs> They're not. So that way I can pull a little bit on the bottom. I'll make sure it's in there. And that way there's there's a little bit of separation of between church and state of your belt <laughs> and your gut. That's a pro. That's a fat hack right there if I've yeah. ever heard one. Yeah. All right. This is from a former score guy, Ryan Sudall. And the audacity to even ask this question is absurd. Oh, However, I have an answer you might not expect. Curious if the I'm Fat guys have experimented with cauliflower pizza crust. You know, my wife is big on yeah. using cauliflower. What did she use it for? Might have been like as bread, essentially, for kind of a sandwich, even though you can't really pick it up. But like in that same realm, 
she's used it and she enjoys it. She likes cauliflower more than I do. Like I'm more willing to do like the um, spaghetti squash type thing or something like that. If if she really wants to do that, I'll I'll eat that more. But I know I do know people that like that kind of thing. I would try it. Yeah, I'll I give have it a heard whirl. good things from people I trust. And if you're looking for like a crispy oven pizza, sure, I guess it provides the sort of crust you need for that. Interesting. Um, so I w- I would actually try it. I would try that. Okay. All right, the next one for me comes from PD, who wants to know if we recommend the Mars Cheese Castle and what he should get. I've never been. I have been there. I was there, and it was crazy, chaotic, super crowded, and it wasn't their fault, but I was, like, kind of in a hurry, so I was a little more annoyed than I should have been, but I got a burger with, like, the cheese spread on it. Like, they take you know, what's usually usually spreadable cheese. Sure. And to slather it on the patty. Ooh. That was great. But every, like they've got cheese curds. Just go buy a bag of cheese curds and like put them, drive them around with them and just eat them in your car. Oh, yeah. They're not even fried. They're just like loose pieces of cheese. Yeah. Oh, I had a food experience this weekend. Oh. That was great. Mm-hmm. I went to the NIU football game, which we won't talk about the football game in and of itself because it went <laughs> terribly. But uh, uh, Colleen and I... Went with Herb, our guy Herb Lawrence, and Herb's girlfriend, Courtney. And Herb got his first taste of the cheese nuggets from Pizza Pros that I have spoken a lot about on this podcast. Yes, you have. And the second Herb took a bite, he's like, I get it. (laughs) They're so good. And, like, the ones that we each had, because, like, we essentially, it's I think it's technically under, like, an appetizer but it's a, it's like the size of a small pizza, just of bread, like a garlic butter, ignorant amount of cheese, and some like garlic and parmesan on top. Those are called fromage broncos. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! It's a very deep yeah, yeah. reference. <laughs> really, that's you had to work for that one. But no, it that's was a fromage avalanche. But that sounds like an amazing thing to eat. It really, it kind of does actually, but. <laughs> No, like just having the satisfaction of someone that had no other experience, you know, like no college nostalgia or anything for it, saying no, these are absolutely yeah. legit. It's, it's always satisfying. It's nice to know it's not nostalgia, you know, steering your beliefs on food. Right. All right, I uh, got one here from Beef Loaf, who is surprisingly a fan of the podcast. Huh. I'm going to eat five McRibs today. How do you guys feel about the McRib, and what's your single day personal best? I like them, but I'm not. Out of the world about them, like a lot of people are. Agreed. They're fine. Yeah. So I've never like indulged in, oh, I have to have a bunch of them. I've had maybe one or two in a sitting. I was going to say, with that said, two. Yeah. Which is normal. I'm trying to think if I've ever gone three. I don't think I've gone three before. Because the thing is, I don't want to fully fill up on those. I want to have room for fries. Right. So, you know, for me, I still prioritize the fries over the McRib. Agreed. So, yeah. So that's kind of my strategy there. So I won't go as all out. All right, I've got two more. So Cool. Let me go. Okay. This is from John. Your top 5 lunch bag snacks. Say that again. I sniffled really bad. From John, your top 5 lunch bag snacks, like from when you were in school. Oh, cheese balls. Okay. Love those. Anytime I had cheese balls in my bag, I was happy. Um just a little bag of Oreos, always fun. Yep. Nilla wafers, always fun. Store brand fruit snacks. Correct. I've, I've brought those up a good amount on the podcast. Also, uh, we would get the cheddar sun chips. Oh, those are good. I actually lost a tooth biting into one of those. Really? Oh yeah. My God. Well, they're healthy because they have the sun on the bag. Yeah. Um, snack pack? Yeah. Pudding oh, snack of pack? Of course, a snack pack. And uh, here's something that has made its way back into my life. Do you remember? It's like a little boat with like four club crackers, and then there's a little tub of cheese and there's a little red stick. Yes. And you unzip the plastic off the top, and you spread the cheese with the red stick on the crackers. Yes. Those were a lunch bag winner all the time. Oh, oh, I want to look up so I can, look it up so I can get the um, the flavors correct. You would always get sometimes uh, fruit by the foot. Oh, yeah. Or how about gushers? Gushers were after my time. Oh, man. I did not have gushers when it was time to bring a lunch to gushers, school. Gushers, I just had. The super sour berry gushers Ooh. for the first time. They are awesome. 
If Gushers are your deal, there's only three flavors in this thing. Mixed berry, blueberry grape, raspberry lemonade. Blueberry grape? Yeah, I know. Whatever. What the uh, they're both darker sure, colors. Right. So sure. We go. need a blue one. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's they're fantastic. They're like that perfect level of sour to where it's not like a warhead or like if you have too many Sour Patch Kids where you're like, oh my God. But you get that sour berry is so great. Yeah. Man, I cannot recommend them enough. I have gone and gotten them multiple times. I may have gotten two packs at once at one point and thought I was going to have them for two different sittings, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there watching football and they're gone. And I miss Sour Berry on Hit and Run. (laughs) Uh, Question here from Christopher Dickens. How was the chili? Good? Yeah, it was good. Chris Dickens made us chili. We challenged him last week to make us chili. Yes. And he did, and then I forgot about it. And then I warmed it up today before the show, and Rick and I both quickly devoured our bowls of chili. Very, very good. A nice mix of spice and sweet. Good job, Chris. Keep it coming. Yes. Chris Dickens is a guy who is like a a new score producer. Not new, but newish. Yeah, part-time score producer. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter at CDickens670, but he is a, like, trained chef, and he made Rick and I chili, and it was amazing. Instead, he would rather play fart noises on the radio. Yeah, well, you know, it's when you find your calling... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Last one from me. Let's see. Okay. We'll go this one from Julie DeCaro. Oh. Yeah. It's always nice when we have like colleagues that we know are actually listening to the podcast. That is so nice. props to Julie. How do you feel about chocolate milk now being made healthy? Uh, I think I missed this, but Yeah, there's like different versions, different types of milk where they add chocolate to it, so it's kind of like it's kind of like chocolate milk, but it's actually like healthy for you. With it I- Look, if it tastes the same, it's fine. But if it's if it loses any credibility, Does it then take I'm not away into some it. of the lust, though. No, not really. It's. I think for me that way, I can just drink more of it and not feel bad about it. Oh, see, I think I've gotten past that part of it. So I kind of <laughs> like the lust of just like it's not good for you, and I know it tastes great. Do you know Chocorific is like the Dean's chocolate milk you can buy in the okay. When I worked at a produce market, the guy, the Dean's delivery guy, mm-hmm. told me they use the same amount of chocolate in a half gallon as they do in a gallon. Really? So maybe he was lying. Maybe he was just trying to sell more half gallons because two half gallons cost more than a gallon. True. But I always found that when it came from a half gallon, it was more chocolatey and more delicious. That's interesting. A yeah. fat spiracy theory. Of course, this was 25 years ago. So it may have wow. changed since then. <laughs> I'm very old. All that, right, well, that is a fat spiracy theory. Last one for me comes from Mary, and she comes through every week with a question. I actually had to text her as we were getting started here, like, hey, need your question. She says, I may be a little late to the game with this one, but drinks. Drinks, alcohol, non-alcoholic by themselves can be pretty fat. I've seen those bacon, cheeseburger, jalapeno, popper, bacon, wrap, shrimp, skewer, pickle stuffed, olive, Bloody Marys. <laughs> that, that's... <laughs> All right, that is top-notch right there. That's It's so true. I'm just amazed I was able to read that without screwing up. What or is your breath. Yeah, what is your most indulgent fat drink or drink? <laughs> I'm a little. I'm a basic person. It's true. She is. So I love a grande soy chai latte, six pumps chai, one pump sugar-free vanilla syrup, no foam, no water. It's a, calor- a caloric nightmare. I literally don't know half of what you just said. I will see the Starbucks things are so good, but yeah. they are loaded with sugar, and I have to kind of I I do have to watch that because I am I'm, I got the diabetes. You got that sugar, like my guy Wilford Brimley. <laughs> um, so I can't like go nuts and like they've had the pink drink there and the frappuccinos, but I'll say my favorite fattening drink is a Shamrock Shake. Maybe it's because it's only out limited time of the year. Maybe if it was a full time mm-hmm. thing, I would never get it. But I make sure that two or three times in the spring I get a shamrock shake because I love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's not good for you. It's just amazing. And if we're going with an alcoholic drink like that, there was a thing I had in Nashville at the Broadway Brew House called a Bushwhacker. Okay. Which is basically a frozen white Russian. Oh. That's like the closest thing yeah. I can compare. Okay. I'm, I don't know if the boozes are the same. And this, sure. they're not the only place it has it. A lot of places have it. But that's the first place I had it. So it's like a frozen chocolate coffee. I would assume it's rum. That's interesting. Um, it's it's delightful. That would probably be mine. There's so many places that look like they have really good like 
just indulgent shakes that I either don't have the money for or like I know I want to get something that's going to be even heavier to eat. So I just tend not to. Uh, the one thing I had, I tried it once because it was my birthday and I was basically getting yelled at for not indulging more was a vanilla shake that essentially had a chocolate covered s'more in it. Oh. And it was just like, it wasn't even like crumbled up and put in there. It was just like, here's the shake. Here's your s'more. That's amazing. And it's funny you mentioned that. I wish I remember where it was from. Well, last night when I went to Arby's for the second time in a week, um, they have a s'more shake there. Okay. But but in the picture, at least, on top was like toasted marshmallow. Ooh. Yeah. It looked like a legit, a legit, awesome, amazing thing. All right. I have the ingredients here for Bushwhacker, by the way. Okay. One ounce of dark rum, mm-hmm. one ounce of Kahlua, okay. one ounce of dark cream de cocoa. I never know how to say that. I guess it's cocoa. Dark cream de cocoa. Sure. Two ounces of cream of coconut, two ounces of milk, and a cup of ice. And it's blended, so it's like a, nice. almost like a frosty yeah. kind of a consistency. Not quite as thick as a shake, but oh my God, a bushwhacker is amazing. And I had like two of them in one sitting, and they come in pint glasses. Okay. And I stood up and I was like... Whoa! <laughs> how, like the teeter. How evident is the coconut? Because I'm not a big not, coconut. It's not. Guy. Okay. I was surprised to see that in there. Yeah. Because I don't think if I taste it, it was very, very subtle. Okay, then I'm in. Yeah. I no, am 100 in on that. It's not a dominant flavor at all. And the only like heavier type of drink I've really had is when I get car bombs. <laughs> the Irish car bombs. Yes. Yes. That uh, that was my specialty in college. I and they were so much cheaper. That was the other thing. Being into Calb, it's like. This isn't a special price, and it's two fifty for a Miller Lite pint. Just get you drunk fast, man. Oh, I know. Oh, my ignorance I, is showing. I've had them before, but a car bomb is Jaeger and beer. No, the Irish car bomb is uh, Jameson. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is uh, a problem. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's... found my bottle of Jameson Black Barrel in the basement yesterday. I'm just any occasion, and I may have found it. So when I was in uh, Cleveland one point for the Mac basketball tournament, we did a 10-bar bar crawl that we, like, set out in downtown Cleveland. And the thing is, and everybody took a turn buying around at whichever place it was that was in our group. So we had a pretty big group going. And outside of stealing stuff from every single bar we went to, <laughs> that we had to stop back in the hotel room after six bars because everybody's hands were full of stuff. One guy took a bar mat and put it under his shirt, but he was ripped. So it just looked like he was kind of bigger. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we were. White people crap. That's what white it, people do oh, to be, yeah. uh, to That's be WPS. villainous. Yes, for sure. 100%. But, yeah, so I had the third leg and I made everybody get Congratulations. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how that had come up before, Rick. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I had the third leg of this journey, and uh, so to speak, and I got everybody car bombs. So then the rest of the time, we were all like, oh, boy. <laughs> we, uh, we were so drunk by the end of that. Yeah, that'll do it. And then we had an 11 a.m. game the next morning, I think. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Your tuba is full of vomit. Oh, I wasn't playing tuba then, thankfully. Oh, that's good. Got to, I think I was playing tenor sax at that point. All right. But either way, follow the podcast on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. We any of those, we always want to know your answers to the Ask a Fat question. So please feel free to send them to us on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. Use the hashtag I'm a fat. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you have not already. A lot of you have, and we thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Also, tell one person about the podcast. We don't want you to inundate a bunch of people because we understand that's not the the most fun thing to do. But tell one person about the podcast. It helps us out immensely. He's Jay. I'm Rick. This is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean. But what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers, to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, babe. Just a few. (laughs) All right. I guess I can't blame you. 
Pass me some too. <laughs> the smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Recently, Total Wireless helped Charlie Michelle stage a virtual dance recital for her friends and family. This event was super meaningful to them. Because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get amazing devices on nationwide 5G. And with unlimited plans starting at $25 a month, you could save up to $1,200 a year. Thank you, Total Wireless, for helping me pull this off. Total Wireless. Do amazing. Compatible 5G device required. 5G network in limited areas. Month equals 30 days. Savings claim made when compared to four-line postpaid plans of leading carriers 10-20-20. See terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com.